Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good Wednesday afternoon, and welcome into Grant and Danny on 106.7 The Fan. Danny Ruye alongside. We are with you until 6.30 today. Darius Dameron, Ryan Clary on the production as always. And we have had a change of heart in Ashburn. Ron Rivera admitting to reporters just a few minutes ago that not only would Sam Howell start, but he spent yesterday and early this morning thinking Taylor Heineke would get the call. In fact, reporters nationally suggesting that they had heard Heineke was going to start. Rivera is instead going to go to Sam Howell for play number one against the Dallas Cowboys. Quarterback number 27, I believe, to start a game for the Commanders Redskins football team since 2000. You ever heard of a trial balloon? That's what uh, Ron Rivera did here, my friend. Good to talk with you guys. Um, Ron Rivera floated through a couple of his news people. You know, he's got a, an, an, a Rolodex of who we'd like to get the word out on this one, and he rotates between them. I, this is really what I believe happened, is he floated the idea of Heineke that howl out of the bullpen to see how it would rate, just to see what the people would say. And the people said, no. So all of a sudden, nothing's changed. There's been no practice time. There's been no extra rep that Sam Howell took that made everyone go, you know what? The Howe kid is ready. No data has changed other than the reaction. So a guy that's really shrewd and really smart, really good at getting folks on his side and getting folks to rally his concern to getting uh, media members to explain his point of view and otherwise has executed a maneuver that is more popular. So, A, I say good job, Ron Rivera, getting it right. How we got here was a little interesting, but whatever. But I really do believe it. I think that's what happened. I think he shot a trial balloon up in the air, realized that everybody just wanted to see Sam Howell, please, and thank you, and that's how it's going to go down. I am going to channel my inner Ron Rivera here. Grant Rivera presiding, Danny. You ready for this? Go for it. Yes, I want it. How we got here is interesting, and I do think (laughs) that your tweets were a factor. I do think that your reaction was significant. That's all interesting. I don't really care about it. What's important, Sam Howell's the starting quarterback on Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys, which I think is the right play. It's the obvious play. It made no sense to start Taylor Heineke. Nothing against Taylor Heineke. In fact, his time here, if it's over, and I'm not so sure that it is, he could be back here as their backup next season, has been a massive success. He has been a season saver on multiple occasions for Ron Rivera. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't even account for his playoff performance, which was a masterpiece for a guy who had no experience. His time on the field for the commanders will be viewed. Football team, Redskins, everybody else he played for here. As a massive win, right? He, He had a lot of success, more success than the guys that they paid more and acquired and hoped would start over him that they liked more than him. 
But starting Heineke in a glorified preseason game in Week 18 would have been malpractice. You drafted a prospect who is a project, and you have now been given the gift of an invaluable opportunity to get that player reps. This entire game in Week 18 should be about helping yourself next season. You learn absolutely nothing by playing and watching Heineke and evaluating him more. It would be a complete botch to start him. When I heard that they were going to start him, I was livid might be strong, but I was really upset. Because if the logic that they were going to give, the rationale they would sell this with, was Heineke gives the team the best chance to win, that's bad reasoning. They should be prioritizing 2023, not winning against the Cowboys. And for people that are going to get upset and say, you got to play to win. It does not mean players and coaches shouldn't try to win on Sunday. Of course they should. They should do everything they can to win. It means that you prepare and plan and call the game with an eye to the future, essentially. But if the rationale, and I think what they were going to go with, was how is not ready, then that, too, is absurd. The yes. Titans got a quarterback ready in eight days who started and played okay. The 49ers have a seventh-round pick two rounds after Sam Howell from this year playing his butt off, who they scheme things up for and accentuate his strengths and try to overcome and minimize his tribulations. And there are things he doesn't do well. That's why he was a seventh-round pick, and they make sure they mask those deficiencies. That's what a coaching staff is supposed to do. Uh, Do we remember Garrett Gilbert at all, who started on the fifth day of his time in Washington last year and threw for 170 yards and had a Heineke-ish kind of performance? For God's sake, Taylor Heineke in the playoff game played, and that was out of necessity because Smith wasn't able to go or wasn't 100%, but at a time where that was crazy that he would be on the field in that spot and they just kind of threw him out there and said, go play football, and he played well. Howell has been here, Danny, since the preseason when he played more than the other guys. He was a play away from being the starter for seven weeks, and they didn't seem to mind. They didn't care. They didn't go sign a veteran. At any moment, Heineke, who gets hurt a lot, by the way, early in his career and has done a much better job being durable lately, could have gone down, and then it's Sam Howell's team with the season on the line each week of the last month before Wentz was healthy. And they were fine with that, and now you're going to say he's not ready in Week 18. So that wouldn't have worked either. I am glad they came to their senses. I don't know why they changed their mind. Rivera said he talked to people that are important to him, including you know leaders with the team and members of the coaching staff and basically confidants outside of the organization. Whoever told him, hey, Ron, this is pretty simple. Start the guy you drafted in the fifth round and see what he looks like going into the offseason where you might be able to make him your backup next year. Thank you for telling him that. The thing that I couldn't stand, along with you, I'd like to triple stamp your rubber stamp, Lloyd. The thing that I couldn't stand throughout was what was sort of what they want leaked out there, or, or whatever you want to say that he quote wasn't ready. The most salient point that my friend Grant Harrison Paulson, who was a Hall of Famer in King George, by the way, he was the Grand Marshal of the parade. He, he was handing out skittles and held a baby goat. Okay, this guy, the most salient point that my friend Grant ever made, he was your backup for seven weeks. Carson Wentz was not available. This, this wasn't a Carson Wentz stinks and it was benched situation. I guess it is now, but it wasn't then. This was a guy who couldn't grip the football, broken finger situation. And Sam Howell, as you correctly said, was a play away throughout. We didn't hear one peep about how unready he was, about how unprepared he was. And now, as you said, in a meaningless football game, I know it means something to a lot of those guys, the way the last preseason game means something to a lot of guys, but just relative to you know positioning and playoffs. and Right, in the standings, no one will be affected. They're going to finish fourth in the NFC East again. 
all of a sudden he's not ready? What does that mean? Like he can't, like he can't tie his shoes. He can't figure out which way his jock strap goes on. His, his helmet is buttoned incorrectly. What are you talking about? He's not ready. What's going to happen? They won't, the offense will be bad. They won't score points. I got that covered. I got a videotape of it. It's the 2022 Washington Commanders offense. So what? They don't score points. They lose the Dallas. That was going to happen if any of the three signal callers trotted out there, uh, the way this team has been going over the last month. So I, I never bought that. I never understood that. That was where that house of cards, uh, collapsed right away was that he was the backup for, you know, for almost two months and he's been here in your building. And if he's not ready, that is a coaching failure. If he's not ready, that's a, that's an evaluation failure because the guy that we saw in, in, um, in, um, uh, training camp and the guy that we saw in those preseason games, Nobody should be telling you this is a world leader. No one should be telling you the next great thing resides here. There was enough of a spark. There was enough of uh, instinctive football play where you know the first couple reads weren't there. He tucked and ran and made a couple nice plays. There was a skill set there that is worth investigating. There's a skill set there that's saying that's worth saying. Hey, you need some data points here, both evaluators and Sam Howell, for teaching tape for film that you just simply cannot get on the second field in Ashburn. Period. End of statement. So I'm glad they got there. How they got there, you're right, is, is far less important than the eventual right call was reached. But, yes, it, it is the right thing, and I'm thrilled that we're going to get to see Sam Howell. And it's, it's frankly, giving you something that's, that makes it worth watching uh, here this weekend. Yeah, you know what I'm happy for is the fans with tickets who, who have now a reason to go to the game yeah. and a reason to get excited, which is not to say he'll be better than Heineke or Wentz, which is not to say the offense will score 30 and they'll win. But it's different. As I kind of joked to Darius and Ryan before the show, if Garrett Gilbert was signed and was going to start, it would be different. You know, it would be interesting, right, right? To, to use a Rivera term. I don't know how important it is that he plays, but it will be interesting for the people that are at the stadium. And you don't make a decision for that reason, but it is for at least those fans. They're going to be bringing their solo stoves and doing fires in the parking lot to stay warm on a 38-degree evening uh, ahead of the 4.30 kick at FedEx Field and setting up their TVs to watch Red Zone as a lot of important playoff implication football is happening around the NFL, and they're watching you know, all those games in the parking lot. You got something to walk in and be excited about. I mean, this is the first time that a draft pick will have played here since Dwayne Haskins. And before that, I mean, do you have to go back to Kirk Cousins, maybe? Yes. Like, a quarterback that this team drafted has played. That's exciting. That's fun. This, that's what this weekend should be about, as far as I'm concerned. As, as a lot of fans are deciding, do I really want to spend three and a half hours, 4.30 on Sunday doing this, or could I do something else? Like This is a reason to tune in. That's not why they should have started Sam Howell, though. I mean, the, the football reasons... Or, or have nothing to do really with something interesting for the fans. This whole game, in my opinion, should be prepared for and coached as an exhibition that gets you in the best possible decision to do two things. The first is to make decisions about your personnel at the start of this offseason. Who's coming back? Who isn't? Who do we like? Who don't we like? But the second is to just have an eye toward 2023 and helping to develop these players. Cole Turner has gotten next to no targets and no involvement, really, in what's going on. Ideally, that changes this weekend. You know, maybe a guy like Deami Brown uh, gets more run, more work. I mean, we, we could put together a whole list of players that aren't named Sam Howell that should have their roles increase and their jobs change this weekend. Uh, your late-round guard last year, uh, Chris Paul, who we've had on the show a couple times, who seems like a pretty good dude, can he play? Can't he play? We don't know. Let's let him play against the Cowboys in the second half 
whether or not they've taken their starters out, I don't really care. Because what's the worst thing that can happen? And this is the argument I kept making about Sam Howell. I was talking to a former player buddy of mine, Danny, mm-hmm. about uh, the Howell decision. It was like, yeah, I'm just not sure. If they're saying he's not ready, then you probably shouldn't play him. And I said, what is the worst thing that can happen? He plays terribly? I mean, do we think that Malik Willis is ruined right now because he played a couple times and it went badly? If he's ruined, then I promise you it wasn't going to work anyway. You get that? Like, yes. if, if uh, And I'd even say that there's based on what I saw, I'm out of the Malik Willis business at this point, but it has nothing to do with the fact that he like looked bad in those games, right? It's just very clear that that's not what this is supposed to be. So that can be somewhat informative as well. Like if it's true that Sam Howell is not ready in the sense that every drive is a three and out and he can't say the plays in the huddle and there's going to be four delay of games, then at the end of his first year, I now know what I need to know about Sam Howell. My guess is that's not what's going to happen. I'll bet it looks more like a bad football team and a subpar offense playing against Dallas than it does the little giants who just can't get out of the huddle and have three yards at halftime because Howell is one for nine and has been sacked 11 times. I bet it's just more like normal bad offense stuff than it is, right. oh, my God, this guy can't walk and chew gum at the same time. I, I think that's very salient. I think you're right on. I mean, to me, and, and listen, as we've gone through a million times over, there's nothing fair about this league. It's not the, it's not the National Fairness League, right? It's not, it's not a league where everyone gets the same opportunity and – and, you know, if you're the last pick in the draft or the first pick in the draft, everyone gets the same shot. We all know there's context, right? That sort of stuff matters. So I would say, and I've seen a bunch of people that have been arguing with me. I'm at Funny Danny, Grant's at Grant H. Paulson on Twitter. But the people have been arguing with me that you can't ruin him. Like, what if he plays badly and gets hit? And and, and my, my response to those kind of questions are twofold. Just piggybacking off what you just said. One, by that logic, you can never play a young player at any point in time. Because what if it doesn't go well? You know what I mean? Like then you, you, a player can basically, you need, needs to be 30 years old and have infinite practice time to be on his third contract for you to actually be able to deploy them. That's number one. But then number two, if this was the, a, a, a Trey Lance, this was a first round top five type pick, I would be far more concerned with, with ruining him, quote unquote, right? Because of what's been invested. I, this is going to sound disrespectful and awful, but here we go. I'm not terribly concerned about quote ruining Sam Howell. I'm not. If he was if he was number five overall pick, Sam Howell, I'd go. Whatever's best for him is best for this franchise. That's not where we are. This is maybe he's my backup quarterback next year for or for a couple of seasons because I've got him on, on on a fifth round deal, super cheap, and and that's sort of where we are. Maybe he could start a few games in a pinch. Maybe if I'm looking to try to you know can't move up in this draft and I want Caleb Williams in two years, he's the best guy to go out there and start 17 weeks for me or whatever, right? The future of the franchise is not tied to Sam Howell, in my humble opinion. At this stage, maybe he plays his way into it, and that's great, and we can have that conversation. But to me, the what's best for Sam Howell part of this thing, that's like 277,000th on my list, right? In ter- like, cause, cause as you said, and again, it's very cutthroat, it's very harsh, but this is the league we're talking about. If I, if I, if he can't tie his shoes or get the play out, now I know. Thank goodness I know. Thank goodness I didn't count on him, you know, in week six next year against the Cowboys. Thank goodness I found out a meaningless uh, January game where my team has been eliminated, right, that I can't count on that guy to do the right things. So it's far too critical to find out the information and what a golden opportunity that's that's been presented to do that. And it's not week one, right? I mean, if right. they'd have drafted him in the fifth round and in week one we're sitting here going, you got to start Sam Howell, that's outrageous. It has been four months. Yep. Of him being in that building with 
the best coaching on the planet. And if he's not getting the best coaching on the planet, then you don't have the right staff. I don't mean they have the best of the 32, but I mean there are 32 of these staffs put together, right? So you're at one of the 32 best hospitals, essentially, in the country getting care. He has been getting NFL coaching on the practice field, and I know that he didn't get a lot of reps because this is not a developmental league, so your backup quarterbacks are never getting reps. But for seven weeks, he was in a backup, not a third string, but a backup role where Uh he was at any second about to take over as the new starter for the next at one point, it could have been five, six games, potentially, if something happened to Taylor Heineke. So the the idea then that he just, well, we can't possibly start him. Dallas's defense is good. It just doesn't work. But doesn't hold water for me. It's the end of year one. He played a lot in the preseason. He was here throughout the offseason. He has had the entire campaign at the facility to ready himself for this test. He doesn't need to pass with flying colors, Right. Ideally, he doesn't embarrass himself, but if he does, so what? It's a preseason game in the regular season. That's all this is. And I would just also caution people a little bit. I'm sure there are. I haven't really done a lot of digging into social media circles with the fan base. I know one of the media members I talk to a lot uh, joked that there are Howellians, he called it, with people that love Sam Howell. I would just caution people a little bit and say, this is not likely your franchise quarterback. I mean, the the idea is not they're going to start him, he's going to light it up, and then he's going to be the QB1 going into next year. That's not really what this is about. I think their hope is, ideally, they've got a cheap, affordable, better version of Heineke, you know, Heineke with an arm, basically, who could be their backup, and they're going to have another starter next year. But if you just properly calibrate the expectations, you get a little look-see at this guy to see what he can do, you know, he might position himself well to possibly be a cheap enough backup that you don't have to spend 10 or so million to keep the other backup around, and that's money you can use elsewhere. That, to me, is kind of the ceiling if he plays well. I know a lot of people are hoping he lights it up, and then they'll come back to the table saying, you got your guy, don't spend money at quarterback next year. I think that's outrageous. That's not what anyone should be thinking right now. You're just trying to get a look at a fifth-round pick that almost certainly, based on that fact, is going to be a long-term backup in this league. That's it. Yeah, I think you're right on there. And listen, to me, it's all on the table. If he plays great, let's have a fun conversation. I'm not going to overweight too much of, uh, from one sample, right? For you know, it's like a September call-up when it comes to, um, you, you know, like a, like Major League Baseball. But if he plays great, how much fun is the offseason then, right? Let's have that conversation. It's all on the table, and that's and that's kind of the point to me. Expectations should be tempered. I think you're right, just because it's not a great situation in an offense that, frankly, hasn't performed very well the entirety of the season, really since uh, the first couple of weeks of the year in September. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's again, this is about evaluation. It's about data points. It's about Sam Howell's growth, right? It just and, and for this organization to figure out, what they have, and it's an opportunity that you wish you didn't have. You wish you were playing a meaningful football game this week. You're not, but here we are. Sam Howell's press conference. He's going to meet with reporters this hour. We'll have that for you in full at 3 o'clock as he gets ready to make his first NFL start against the Cowboys at FedEx Field on Sunday. But let's open up the MGM National Harbor listener lines for you guys next. Ron Rivera had a change of heart and changed his mind. He said he was going to go with Taylor Heineke. In fact, at a national level, reporters said he would be named the starter today, and then they ended up being wrong because Rivera, after more conversations this morning, sat down with Sam Howell and decided he would name him 
the starter against the Dallas Cowboys. What do you think of the decision? Are you happy they're going with Hal? 800-636-1067 is the number. 800-636-1067. We're Grant and Danny on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, our, our plans is we're going to start with Sam. You know, I... Um I spoke with the, the coaches, uh, talked to some of the team leaders, and um, you know, and talked with uh, some others about it. And we feel that this is an opportunity for us to give Sam a chance to show us what he's capable of. Um, I think that you know the opportunity is, is going to be a good one for him to, to go out and play football and you know just kind of show us. I mean, you know, we're not going to judge everything on Sam based on just one game. We are going to get an opportunity to see him and see how he prepares and gives himself the opportunity to play. For the first time since Dwayne Haskins and just the second time since Kirk Cousins, a quarterback that Washington drafted is going to start for the team. And it'll happen on Sunday against the Cowboys at FedEx Field. We want to know what you think of the decision. 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067. You can also tweet us. Danny's at Funny Danny. I'm at Grant H. Paulson. I think this is the right decision. I do think that Rivera was going with Heineke and got influenced by the fact that everyone seemed to be up in arms about that. I think that they pay a lot of attention to what people say. And I think in a lost season at the end of the year, their plan was to protect Hal and let Heineke start the game. And if you're going to play him in the third quarter or whatever, how could you say, well, he's not ready to start. Like, well, what really is the difference right. at that point? And so they came to their senses, and they're going to give him the nod. I don't really care how we got here. I, I think the process might have been complicated, but is correct. I thought they did the right thing by starting Wentz because last week was not just about last week for me. I, I made that clear too, Danny. Last week was about, number one, trying to get the spark. You're going to the guy that you think is better, as evidenced by paying him you know, 15 times as much or whatever than Heineke. But on top of that, 
you were trying to figure out if Wentz was a justifiable option moving forward, if he was someone that could continue to start for you, you got your answer. So that was, in some way, as disastrous as it was, constructive. This, similarly, is the right play because this is now about 2023. Yeah, the Wentz silver lining, and I, and I tweeted this out as much, immediately after the game, as they got you know boat raced and he was terrible, is that there's nowhere to hide. There's no, you know, well, you can't make any excuses uh, about that. So that was actually really good that, that they're going to be out of the Wentz business, as evidenced by the fact he'll be inactive here on the following week. And I suspect he, he won't throw another pass for Washington uh, at, any, at any point in the future. So, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's well put and well said. I mean, I I probably, you know, I wasn't swayed either way. I, I could have justified starting Heineke because of the the, the imaginary mojo that you know we kind of had at this point where they were better with him maybe they'd won a few more games and, and maybe you got some belief there but I had no problem going to Wentz certainly um and, and now again how we got here it still does matter to me we get windows into the process and it doesn't inspire confidence for me that this this regime is on top of it and you know and, and cohesive and you know everybody kind of understands their place at the table and what everyone should be doing so that still matters to me maybe more than it matters to you but at the end of the day on this one I say good job we got to the right call even if it was a, a circuitous route yeah, I mean, to that point, I would prefer, for sure, Danny, obviously, that they just did things correctly. Like, that would be yeah. nice. I, I would have preferred that Ron Rivera came to the podium with no leaked information about Heineke, and there was no major consideration for Taylor for 48 hours. I would have just liked, right away, he sat down with those guys first thing on Monday morning and said, hey, Sam, you're getting your shot. Here we go. And then in the press conference, he says, we drafted this guy in the fifth round. We want to see what he's got. We're excited for his opportunity. He's happy. Like, yeah, that would have been better. But at the end of the drive, they parked the car in the same spot. So I can't be overly frustrated. Let's go to Mark in Largo. Mark, Sam Howell season. What do you think? I mean, look, okay, I'm I'm happy about them starting Sam Howell. But, you know, let me say something. I owe both of you guys an apology. You know, I, I was calling – about two years trying to defend Ron Rivera and everything about him. And now in the last two weeks, the way he's handled things, it makes me wonder, does, and and I'm not trying to be funny here. I'm really not. Do you think there's something seriously wrong with Ron? Because I'm seeing things in the last two weeks with the Carson Wentz, how he did that, with how he did, this whole, this whole thing he did today, what he did Sunday with your question, Grant, does it seem to me like he's all – and I'm not saying it to be funny. Look, the man just had cancer, and he went through it. He just lost his mom a couple of months ago. That may be on his mind, and he may not be getting over it. To the point where I'm not sure – he may just step down come Monday morning and call it a I know a lot of people say that wouldn't happen. But he just doesn't seem like he's all there. I, I- – Appreciate the call, and I know you're Thanks, not Mark. trying to be like personally attacking him or anything. I I don't think anything is wrong with him. I'll just answer your question honestly because you're saying it's an honest question. Uh, no, I, I don't think he has some major issue. I think the Wentz thing backfired because Wentz flopped. And what I do believe, though, and maybe this is a big problem. I don't think it's what you're getting at. I think that he cares a lot about perception, and I do think more than any coach that I've ever kind of been around, as much as I'm around Rivera at this point, minimally, is I do think that he pays attention to what's said on the outside, and it influences and affects how he does things or thinks about things sometimes. 
So if that you think is a yep. massive issue, then okay, he's got a massive issue. But no, there's nothing wrong with him. I mean, he guessed wrong on Wentz. He put his eggs in that basket. And I don't mean on Sunday against Cleveland, which is clearly the case. I mean just in the trade, period. And so right. he, he doubled down and, and he got bit. Yeah, if the question's about some sort of cognitive issue, I, I would say no to that. If the if you think when you say something's wrong with him, is he not good at evaluating the quarterback spot? I'd say yeah, but I don't think that's exactly what you were getting at uh, in terms of that. But listen, I, and I, it sounds like I'm being critical, and, I, and I'm not. There's a reason a guy that's lost as much as he has is still thought of in the good head coach camp, and a guy like Jeff Fisher, who Ron Rivera is basically Jeff Fisher 2.0, like they're they're the same, both good men. Both, you know, very middling records with middling results, not particularly good game managers, not shrewd statisticians or, you know, analytical darlings or otherwise. There's a reason why Ron Rivera's got an unbelievable reputation nationally that has not matched how poor his results have been. He's excellent at this part of it. So when you say he, he, you know, he, he cares about what people think, that's how you kind of keep surviving in this league. He's figured it out. He won me over. I'll, I will never stop telling the story. You and me are in Arizona. There are no other head coaches around at the Super Bowl. And Ron Rivera plops right down, looked me in the eye, asked me my name, asked us where we're from, and said, say hello to this guy who was in D.C. and blah, 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 and won me over. The instant he was let go in Carolina, my fat face said, you know, they should hire Ron Rivera, leader, because I, I met him and was, 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 just totally mesmerized and swept away by it. That's how you keep surviving. It's it's an admirable quality. He's really good at playing this part of the game. The other parts, though, you know, I, I would say leave something to be desired. I think that's a fair criticism. Yeah, I mean, he's coached for 12 years. His teams have had winning records three times. I, I don't know how many coaches have ever coached 12 years and only had three winning seasons. Now, this isn't an attack Ron Rivera segment. And again, it's hard to even do that because... I personally like the man, and I think I that too. benefits him some too because he's such a good dude, to be frank. But this was my point when they went and got him. This is my point when they did the thing they did when I was up in arms the entire offseason when he went and got every person who'd ever worked for the Panthers ever, and he just hired them all to come here. They went and hired a seven-win band, and now they're winning seven games every year. Mm. And everyone's going, how is this happening? You went and hired the guy that always won seven games, and he hired all the guys with him that always won seven games. And now they're winning seven games, and you're going, what's happening? This is the band, man. This yep. is what it was in Carolina. One year, Cam Newton was the, the best dual-threat quarterback at that time maybe we'd ever seen, and he won the MVP award, and they went to the NFC Championship game. There were two other years where they had winning years. Every other season of his career, his teams have been under five hundred. And that staff and a lot of those people are here now. And they're doing that here. Like, maybe this is our old Reed Dowdy axiom. Don't be mad when you ask Reed Dowdy to play that he's Reed Dowdy. Yeah. Vince is an Akakik. What's up, Vince? Hey, Vince. Hey, guys. Hey, hey, hey. So um, the question is about Sam Howe. I, honestly, I have to be frank with y'all. I don't care. Um, I get you got to play him for whatever reason, but the evaluation uh, pieces that we're going to put around him I don't think it gives him a fair chance to be evaluated, but that's here and there. I know you said it's not supposed to be a Ron bashing session. Y'all have heard me call many times. I never wanted Ron here. I, oh, my God, I wish he – no, I'm not going to say nothing crazy on the radio. But we're going to suck again next year, y'all, because Ron's going to still be here. Unless the team gets sold in a timely manner that the, the new owner is willing to fire everybody and bring in a new staff, we are still at the same, as you say, Grant, process 
where we're going to be this, as you just said, seven-win team again next year because all the seven-win team people are still leading the people who only know, know how to win seven games. It's, it, it hurts my heart because we are going to do deja vu again next year. Well, I think what, what amazes Thanks, me Vince. is how everyone's stunned. I, again, God, I wish they just would win. This, these, these segments, these shows just aren't fun. When, I'm, when it feels like I'm personally bashing people. But I really have liked, right, what I have heard from the people that are around Marty Mayhew. I don't know him personally. He was one of the highest-ranking officials of a Lions team that won zero games. He was never going to get a GM job again if it wasn't this one. It just wasn't going to happen. He's the GM here now. Good for him. I mean, and I, I mean this le- legitimately. Like, I'm sure he works his ass off. I'm sure he's a qualified NFL evaluator. But that's the GM, right, is a guy that you didn't get in line and beat people to hire. No one else was calling him for that job. Marty Herney hired Ron Rivera as the head coach in Carolina once, and so Ron Rivera hired him this time from doing a radio show. I think that's what he was doing at the time when he got the call. Yeah, the car crashed in at the Essex Home Studio. Nobody was calling Marty Herney about being the highest-ranking member of a front office. So you get all these people together in these roles, and then we go, how is this not possibly working? What were we expecting? Let's go to Chris in Hyattsville. We're getting off path from our Sam Howell conversation. But uh, Sam Howell, if you're just joining us on the radio, was named the starting quarterback by Ron Rivera about an hour ago. What's up, Chris? What's up, guys? Hey, I have one quick comment about uh, that I wanted to make about Danny um, and his dissatisfaction with uh, the commanders. Uh, or Commander Danny, I should say, is that mm. the way he feels about the brand rollout is the way I feel about the prequels. You don't. We I just had fair. a great franchise that was ruined, ruined by narcissism. Um, so as far as Sam Howell is like this, Grant, like I don't want to give Ron Rivera credit for finally making a smart decision, but I, I'm happy because I've been wanting to see Sam Howell all season. And the thing that I really take issue with is he he did the right thing this because time. You don't you don't give somebody credit for making a logical decision after p- many many poor decisions. You don't make you don't give somebody you don't give credit for to a dog for finally you know pooping outside instead of crapping on your living room floor again and again and again. You well, know, he like, could have gone back to Heineke. It sounded like he was going to, and then he, he wanted course. to. I'm just saying, you can't praise the guy who's, who's your GM, your, essentially is the commander of the team in all aspects for finally making a, a wise decision. And I, so look, I'm happy he made the decision. I'm still not going to give him credit for making what I think everybody expected him or sh- said he should do. As far as Hal goes, though, I don't like this narrative that they've been saying all season, well, he's not ready, he's not ready. Who who are we to trust these guys in terms of evaluating a quarterback readiness anyway? I mean, they thought that they you can say whatever you want about Heineke. They brought Heineke back, okay, and he's not really a, a starting quarterback in this league. They committed and uh, draft picks and salary to Carson Wentz after multiple franchises gave up on him. So Why should true. I believe them when they say that? How isn't ready. Maybe he is good. They just don't realize it because they're not very good at evaluating quarterbacks. I think that's a fair. It's a great critique. point. And, and it, uh, whether it's fair or not, it's on the table based on how they've done here, right? I mean, they looked at Justin Herbert and said, no, we'll go with the defensive end. 
They looked at Tua, and I don't mind this, but they said, we'll go with the defensive end, right? They saw the film on Haskins. They sat down with Kyle Smith, who on day one said, don't do this. This is not worth it. This is a waste of your time. And they decided to move forward, right? And, and you could go through the exercise with Fitzpatrick, who was 100, with Wentz now, passing on Mac Jones or whoever else you want to talk about. Fields, if you, if you wanted to be a, a run-first team where you could just have him run for 80 yards a game. Over and over and over again at quarterback, they have not done a thing that has worked. The things that they've done have not worked. The things that they didn't do have potentially been bad decisions that they didn't try them. So if your point is as simple as these guys don't think Howell is ready and I don't care what they think, okay, that's reasonable to me. I mean, yeah, they got to get something right at some point for you to start having a little faith in what they think about quarterbacks. Yeah, Kosan, you've lost your evaluation privileges as far as I'm concerned. Especially when it comes to QB. 800-636-1067 is the number. You can tweet us at Grant H. Paulson at Funny Danny. You're going to hear Sam Howell's press conference at the top of the hour in 20 minutes. He is the starting quarterback, the 27th starting quarterback in this organization's history since 2000. We're Grant and Danny. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Danny, do you want to hear the list of all 27 starting quarterbacks for this organization since 2000? Well, it's, we only have so many minutes in the segment. That's true. Uh, all right. Yeah, go Micro Machine style guy fast. The, you know what? <laughs> Run through it, their names. This is actually our shortest segment of the hour, so we'll do it at the top uh-huh. of the hour. 
I'll run through all 27 of the starting quarterbacks. We'll even provide one memory from each. How about that? That'll be a lot of fun. Oh, yes. So you're going to hear the Sam Howell press conference, top of the hour next segment, but we'll start the hour. We'll go through all 27 of the quarterbacks. We'll even give you our fondest memory. Might be facetious, but it will be a fond memory of each of those 27 quarterbacks who have started a game for the Washington Commanders, Redskins, and football team. That that is the hardest thing to do, by the way, when you're talking yes, about it is. Thank you. past tense and everything. It's like do you just say for Washington's football organization? Like that's not fun. But maybe that's what we gotta do. Yeah, I go for Washington and then hope nobody has any follow ups. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Just stop at Washington. Uh Sam Howell against the Cowboys. Look, it's gonna be a tall order. Dallas is at least to begin the game gonna need it. They're going to be playing as if the division's on the line. If somehow the Eagles lose to the Giants, they're going to play all four quarters, balls to the walls. And they're going to try to win. And they're going to try to sack and hit this guy. And it's going to be an awesome opportunity for him to show if he can make some plays with his feet. Everyone I talk to, I've called a lot of people around the league this year. Most of the time it was in training camp in the preseason about Sam Howell, but I've asked a lot of questions about him. And what I've always heard is very likely ultimately a backup. But... He is, the, the way they describe him is, his NFL comp is Taylor Heineke with a better arm. That, that's quite literally what a lot of people told me. A Heineke-like guy, a passionate, you know, wears his emotions on his sleeve, tries every play like it's his last, like that type of dude who's more mobile with a better arm. So maybe like Heineke, you know, on steroids or something. So that is exciting as a prospect. Is he going to be ready to look like that this weekend? Probably not. But it's something Tough to ask. watch. Yeah. It's something yeah. fun for people going to the game to see. Dallas is good, and their record proves that, obviously. They've had a couple blips where you go, what the hell happened to that team? Why, why all of a sudden is their defense you know, falling off a cliff where they gave up 74 points uh, over a span of two weeks to Jacksonville and Philadelphia? But by and large, this group is excellent. They get after the passer. They turn you over. They've got that great differential. They're really, really good um, at, at generating pressure and mixing things up, and Dan Quinn is is, is excellent. At this, so yeah, as you said, very tall order. The guy I always comp Sam Howell to was Baker Mayfield, which again isn't a great comp because that you know he's on his what third team now, um, in only a, only a couple of years. But yeah, there, there's there's some toughness there. There's some intrigue. The thing that I always point to about his time at UNC is when they lost everybody. You know, it's not like a program like Alabama that can just reload and the backup is you know is going to play on Sundays too. They lost a, a bunch of really good players, so they didn't have much to throw to. So he just ran for a thousand yards. Like I just I, I like that. There's something about that that I find intriguing. Uh, give that guy a chance, and and I think that's good that it's happening this weekend. Yeah, he looks like Baker Mayfield a little bit physically. That's about yeah. it. Where the comp ends for your boy. <laughs> Yeah. I, I think he's just way more mobile, and you know maybe they they both have good arms while being undersized from a you know a stature standpoint. Let's go to John in Centerville. What's up, John? Hey, John. Hey, how you guys doing today? Good, bro. Yeah, I was calling. Uh, I wanted to say I think uh, Rivera does want to see uh, what they have in uh, Hal and see whether or not he's going to be anything like any of these other uh, fourth and fifth round uh, picks that people have been trying out and having success. Uh, unfortunately for uh, you guys, uh, you don't have the uh, coaching there in order to get him uh, to that level. But I think they want to know if he's going to provide a spark. Also, I think, um, you know, I don't know how contracts go or whatever, but I think it might have a little bit to do also with whether or not um, Heineke will get paid anymore for appearing in a certain amount of games. Well, he he actually could make another 100 plus thousand if he starts and plays X amount of snaps in a win this weekend. 
a lot of people have been tweeting me about that and, and referencing that on social media. I just don't think stuff like that should matter. You know, everyone's got those in their contract. Does it mean you're going to force the ball to Curtis Samuel, who needs three catches for this amount of money, or you're going to play this guard who's two snaps away from a you know an escalator in his contract? Like, you can't try to appease and satisfy everyone. You you got you got to deal with what is. You, you, your job is not to to get Heineke is 125k. Your job is to prepare your team to make the playoffs next year. And that started the second that Green Bay and Minnesota's game ended. Was how do I get to the playoffs next year? Let's go to Ronald and Greenbelt on the fan. Hey, Ronald. Hey, G and D. How you guys doing? Good, buddy. How are you? Yeah, I think it's uh, giving Howard a shot because going into the offseason, you really don't have one quarterback under contract. Um, and you have to see what he has moving forward. Uh, are they willing to pay Heineke uh, $6 million next year to be a backup? And they bring someone in. I think they're looking at all factors of this from all different angles of deciding the quarterback situation. I think it's going to start Sunday. And I'm just looking forward to seeing what they do moving forward. Thanks, buddy. He brings something important up, which is, you know, Wentz is out. We know that. That's not a thing anymore after the Cleveland loss. The Heineke conversation will have this more in the future, but he's also not under contract. And it would take – he has earned some money. Like, he is now a yeah. good backup, a high-end backup low-end, low, low, low-end starter type guy. He might be able to ask for six or seven or eight million or something per year. Maybe he gets less. Maybe it's four or five. But he's going to double or triple what he's been making. And if how on a rookie contract making nothing can be a lot cheaper and be your QB too, that's money you can save there and use elsewhere. Uh, something we can further discuss. You'll hear from Sam Howell, who had a press conference this hour with reporters. Can't wait to hear that. Plus the list of the other 26 guys that came before Hal to start at quarterback in the 2000s for Washington. We're Grant and Danny on the fan. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 